up, everybody, and welcome to the Healthy is Hot podcast. I'm your host, Chloe Wild, TV host by day, Healthy is Hot founder by night, and health and life coach in between. Also, I'm a big fan of sweatpants and a nice glass of red wine. And from hashtag to movement, we here at Healthy is Hot believing that loving all sides of you is what is healthy, and let's be real, healthy is hot. In this podcast, we invite you to join us as we have raw, real conversations with badass individuals who are living passionate lives, thriving to make their dreams come true, and diving deep into how they got to where they are. And the best part, how health is a key component of all of it. From the highs to the lows, we get into it. From fitness to mental health to aspirational careers, get ready to be inspired. Also, just a heads up, we don't really hold back, so there might be swearing, there's definitely going to be some laughing, and hopefully, hopefully, fingers crossed here, you can take something away from these conversations to live your best life, to live your healthiest hot life. What's up, Healthy is Hot community? I am stoked to be here for yet another podcast episode. We've got JoJo in the house today. This is a truly multi-hyphenate badass, a Pilates instructor, bar instructor, personal trainer, pre- and postnatal specialist, a global brand ambassador for Puma. (gasps) It's a long list. And what I love most about JoJo is she approaches fitness with a really balanced and sustainable way with a huge focus on education, safety, and form. Now, as an individual, she's always been on the go and a big believer that you can build yourself a body you love and respect while you are busy AF. And I think this will resonate so strongly with so many of you in our HIH community because I see you. I know you guys are out there doing a lot of things and you want to prioritize your health. So there's some really awesome takeaways in today's chat not to mention we're celebrating jojo's latest endeavor so over the past year which we all know has been a really tough year jojo developed her own business her own platform called body by jojo and it's amazing i mean this is a one-stop shop to building your strongest body from home i am all about strength feeling good in your body feeling capable and living ultimately that healthy as hot life and i think you might feel a little bit inspired after this week's episode so enjoy i'm gonna hop out of here let's bring on non jojo jojo i just want to start off by saying i love your space uh, it's very zen. You've got like, I don't know, you've got your logo behind you. There's some plans. This is this is your space, I can tell. Yeah, absolutely. This is my studio slash office, although I do like to work in the kitchen on the counter often. But um, this is where I teach all of my live classes, my recorded classes, and um, do my own workouts as well. Oh, I, when you say do your own workouts, this is one of the questions I always have for people that teach so often. So are you telling me that you'll teach all your classes and then you'll still do workouts for yourself on top of that? So that's a really great question. When we were in regular life, like pre-pandemic, and we were in a studio, you really only do like 50% of the class because you're demoing it and then you're going around giving corrections. So it's not a full workout. When we went virtual, I found at the beginning, I really had to do the entire workout because one person would like look up from their screen and be like, oh, what is she doing? And if I was away and like looking at the camera to see what people are doing, they didn't know what was going on. But luckily I have my husband, Sheldon, who now is like, we call him the like demo guy or the modifier. So he demos the exercises. So I can actually leave and go correct form because our classes are done live and then they're recorded. So it's so much better. So I actually only do like 
probably 50% of the class. And then I supplement with a couple of workouts a week. Okay. So where does that motivation come from? Cause I think teaching a class, people don't realize it's, it's a lot. Like it takes a lot out of you. You need to be on form. You need to be energetic. You need to be everyone's cheerleader, correcting every, you need to be mindful of audio levels where the camera is and you're still moving. And then on top of it, you obviously want to carve out time for yourself, fill your own cup. So like, where does that motivation come from? Cause I know that's something I've been having a lot of conversations with friends and family member. And they're like, yeah, I don't really have a ton of motivation right now. The weather's warm. I'd rather just be having a drink on the patio. I'm tired of working out in my living room. So Jojo, what do we need to do? Yeah, this is a, a great question. And I feel like something that a lot of people have struggled with on and off throughout the year, for sure, with at-home workouts um, or just even workouts in general. And I think the motivation, so for me, you really have to flip it around and understand that we actually don't need motivation to work out. We think we do, but we don't. It really comes down to establishing good habits and a routine that works for you. So then you have these different processes in place to ensure that you get your workout done. And if we're going based on motivation, the motivation really comes from, for me at least, for like how I feel when I work out and when I eat well and feel my body and go on my walks and drink my water, like, how you feel when you do that, that will motivate you to continue. So I always say that action comes before motivation to actually have to get started. You have to do it and then you'll be motivated to continue because you feel good. And taking action sometimes sounds easier said than done. It's the hardest like, part. <laughs> yeah, it's really hard. Like sometimes you're just like, but like for me, it's putting on a sports bra. Putting on a sports bra is like the it's the action item that will get me from doing nothing to doing something because I hate, like, I hate putting a sports bra on over my head. I don't know if I'm the only one that does this, but I step into my sports bra and then I like pull it up over my shoulders. I don't know why, but I hate having to put it over my head and like bring it down my arms. There's something about it that drives me bananas. So I step into it, but that's like, to me, that's the action item I need to do to kind of get the habits rolling. And I love that you talked about the processes, like having your environment set up to make it easier for you to take action. So how do you kind of set up your environment to take action? Or for someone who's like, okay, cool. So motivation's not what I need to worry about. I actually need to worry about taking action and having the processes in place so that I can build these habits. Like what are some cues and reminders and timings that you found really helpful for you and your clients? Yeah, for sure. So I always tell our members to schedule their workouts in their calendar, like in its appointment. I'm sure everyone's heard that before, but there's a difference between like, oh yeah, I should do that. And actually sitting down on Sunday to do it. And then think of it as like something that you can't counsel. You are relying on you to show up for that time. And life is obviously going to get in the way. So what I do recommend is like, if you're somebody who works out three times a week, schedule four workouts, even though you're not going to do four, just because maybe the second day something came up, your car broke down, you can't do your workout or whatever. And you have that buffer time, like put aside just for you. Um, and then like you said about getting dressed, that's one thing I say is like, don't, if you're, you know, really not feeling like working out, instead of thinking so far ahead about actually completing the workout, what's the first step you have to do? Probably it's get dressed. So let's get dressed and see how we feel. Okay, now let's fill the water bottle, see how we feel. And then I say to members, put the video on, start, do 10 minutes. 
If 10 minutes later, you're not feeling it, that's fine. Turn it off. Most of the time, like 99% of the time, you'll be feeling good and like motivated and be able to, to continue. So it really comes down to scheduling, making sure that you, you know, take that time to, okay, I'm just going to get dressed and see how I feel like check in with yourself. Um, and then have a space that you can, I know at home it's more challenging, but like transform your space a little, whether that's like playing pump up music while you move your coffee table and throw out your mat and whatever it may be. Kind of like if you were go to go to a regular studio, you know, they have music blaring. I sign into my classes about 15 minutes early and play a playlist so people can join our Zoom classes and just listen to the music while they're getting ready. Just kind of amping yourself up. Um, and then the one thing that I find really helps is I kind of get people to after class, like maybe if you're a journaler, like write down how you feel. And that way, before you work out, if you're not feeling motivated, you can go back and read that little note on your phone or in your diary that you're like, okay, I felt really good after that last class. That's going to be my like kick in the butt to get going with this one because you've got data, you've got facts, because I think we're, it's so easy to convince ourselves that we don't really like working out. It's not that great afterwards, but if you journal after the fact, you can revisit that and that's real time evidence. So you can't even trick yourself out of it. Absolutely. Or even like, I have a client who voice notes. So she'll like talk into her phone and be like, okay, I just did that. The squats are really hard, but I feel so good now. So strong, so confident. And then when she's feeling like she doesn't want to do it next time, she just like listens to it. It's like a little mantra in your head. They're like, okay, here we go. <laughs> That's such good advice. I've actually never like heard that of like taking a moment after the fact we always talk about what you do leading up to it to get moving and get going and scheduling is something I wholeheartedly believe in like I'm someone who on Sundays I put everything into my my google calendar but then I also write it out like I like to have the two options and then I can modify scheduling workouts is so important if you can have an accountability buddy as well um, that makes it easier. And I like that you said, just schedule it in like something you can't cancel. Like imagine it's a dentist appointment. I don't, there's not that many people that like to go to the dentist. Like I'm someone who I don't like it, but I'm not going to bail because I don't want to pay the cancellation fee. And I feel like we need to take that mindset with fitness. Like we got to go. This is a non-negotiable. This is something we got to do for our mental health, our emotional resiliency, our physical health. Like this is important. Yeah, absolutely. And I think, especially with the dentist thing, it's like, we think we need the motivation to do it, but do you have the motivation to wake up and brush your teeth in the morning or brush your teeth before bed? When you're so tired, you're like, I don't want to do it, but you do it anyway. Cause that's good dental hygiene. <laughs> like the same thing goes with fitness. You have to think, okay, this is good for my body. This is good for my brain. This is good for my soul. I have to get it done no matter kind of how you're feeling, whether you're not motivated. Um, and then also in the body by Jojo membership, we have what we call weekly check-ins. So it's kind of where you can write out what your plan is for the week. So at the top you of our membership, you can go in and say, okay, Monday, I'm going to do this class. Wednesday, I'm going to do this class. And these are my goals for the week. And it's kind of like our coaches respond to them, but it's also putting it out into the universe. And at the end of the week, you get to recheck in. Did you do what you say you were going to do? So that can really help with accountability and motivation. <laughs> 
sucks when you sit out on Sunday and you're planning out your week. You've got high hopes, maybe even schedule a bonus one. And then the week happens and you look back and you see the evidence either showed up or you didn't. And then you can kind of use that as fuel. And the thing is, is like, there's going to be off weeks, right? There's going to be times, like you mentioned, where life happens. So what advice do you have in that department? Like, let's say you go into a week with the best of intentions, like, you got it scheduled, you got your clothes laid out, you've told a friend, but then something happens, maybe a family emergency, work needs you, there's so much going on in the world. And then you start to feel a little bit down about yourself because you didn't show up, even though you wanted to. And then, you know, sometimes we start to ruminate and we can get into a really negative headspace. I know I've been there and it's sometimes hard to get yourself back up and back out of that. What do you recommend there? Yeah, absolutely. So a couple things there. The first thing is that your fitness routine should be able to change and evolve with what's going on in your life. So I think realistic expectations is the most important. When you're sitting down on Sunday, if you have a hella busy week, don't schedule seven workouts. Like, don't do it, you know? And I think a lot of the time we feel like we have to keep up with the same amount of workouts every single week, but that's just not the case. So first things first, set realistic expectations. But of course, there's sometimes when there's things that come up that you don't know they were going to come up. So if you can get in a shorter workout, like 30 minutes is better than nothing. 20 minutes is better than nothing. Still, still get that in. Um, and then reminding yourself that we're human. We can only do so much. One week off of not working out is not going to make a difference for your progress. And beating yourself up about it is actually going to make it worse. You're going to feel down on yourself. It's going to take more energy to get started again. So really trying to be in that kind of forgiveness mindset where you're like, okay, I did my best. Um, I can move on and next week will be better. But I think it's really important that if life got busy and you still have 20 minutes, like still do 20 minutes. You can do half of a workout in our classes. Some of our classes are between like 30 minutes to 50 minutes for the lives. And then we have shorter bonus videos that are as short as like 10 minutes. But we write like, if you only have 30 minutes, stop at this mark so that people know where they can stop in a, in a live class or a recording because life's gonna get in the way, whether you have a crazy job or you have a baby at home that needs you, you know? So it's really important to know that just because you can't do the entire thing doesn't mean that you shouldn't do it at all. Yes, it's I, all or nothing mindset. Yeah, like I always say with, so like imagine you had an inbox of a hundred emails, but you only have 20 minutes. Are you going to sit down and do as many as you can? Or are you just going to say, screw it, I can't do any of them, so I'm going to do nothing at all. You're obviously going to sit down and do as many as you can. So the same thing goes with fitness. Like you have to get out of this mind frame of if I can't do an hour workout, it's not successful. That's not the case. Yeah. Like the, like, what did someone say to me one time? They were like, with the all or nothing mindset, it was like, if let's say you're driving on the highway and you get a flat tire, well, do you just leave the car there and just like call a cab? Because like, well, fuck it. One tire's blown. Like, I guess it's not worth fixing. No, it's like, so that is so wildly like unrational. And yet we sometimes all do that. And you're, you're so right. Like if you want to do an hour workout, but life is not going to let you do an hour workout, then let's celebrate doing 20 minutes. Let's celebrate just going on a walk on your lunch break. Because I think we sometimes do put these really high expectations on ourselves and then we easily feel disappointed. But if we can find a way to reframe and still look at the wins and be proud of ourselves for at least showing up and doing what we could with what we were given, I think it's just going to be a lot more enjoyable. For sure. And then you don't get into this like, 
I hate the phrase, but I mean, everyone uses it, but like off the wagon or, or I got off the fitness train or whatever it may be. Then you don't get into this point of like on again, off again, on again, off again, because in your head, five workouts a week is the, the number that you have to hit. Like that's not the case. If you work out hard in two of your workouts a week, you can get great results. Three workouts a week, you can get great results. So it's really important to, you know, bring that 80-20, which is what I call it, 80-20 mindset to both your fitness and your nutrition. I've never seen any client, any person successful thinking all or nothing. Everybody comes in, says, oh, I'm kind of an all or nothing person. So I'm going to cut out sugar, cut out gluten, work out six times a week, and that'll be what I'll do. And I'm like, no, you're not going to do that because it's not going to work. It never does. So I think that's one thing to just reframe your mindset there. Understand that life happens, life gets in the way, do what you can with the time that you have. Yeah. And I think that's one of the things um, when I was checking out Body by Jojo is that sustainability seems to be like one of the core elements of the DNA of this community and of this brand that you've built, which I think is really important because this idea of quick fixes or crash diets, I have a really hard time with, um, because again, it's just, it, the cycle can be very icky and ugly and create a lot of inner kind of negative thinking about yourself. Um, whereas sustainability is something you can do for life and health should be something that we strive for forever. Like I hope the health journey never ends. Um, why is sustainability so important to you with regards to the work that you do? Yeah. So that really came from, um, I grew up as a dancer. I went to the University of Calgary for dance and then George Brown in Toronto for dance and being in the ballet world as a short athletic type of body. I was never quite what they were looking for. I always felt like I wasn't skinny enough and I had some issues around eating and the, you know, body image issues. And so when I graduated, I met my, my husband now and he was into strength training and I had never tried it before. And so he, he kind of got me into strength training and I was like, Oh, wow. It's, awesome to feel strong. I don't have to be skinny. I can feel strong and confident that way. And he was one who really kind of encouraged me, like, don't try to do something for four weeks. Don't be cutting out these foods or just focusing on six workouts a week. Do something that you can do for the next two, three years. I was like, wow, that's, that's like mind blowing to me. Cause I was used to doing like all of these fad diets, trying to lose 10 pounds in two weeks. Like the amount of, it's sad to think, but the amount of times that I used to Google that when I was a dancer, like how do I lose weight really quickly? And so that kind of became a part of how I viewed fitness was now the sustainability. Can I do this for a long time? Because like you said, fitness, there's never like a, oh, okay, I made it to the end. Here's my gold trophy. Like it's the rest of your life. So you need to be able to continue with what you're doing long-term. And I think especially with those kind of fad diets, the problem is, is it, it might feel like it works short term, but you've never taught yourself how to appropriately eat or work out in what your life looks like. So, you know, you don't know how, sure, you might cut out sugar, but you're going to cut out sugar for the next three years. So how do we allow ourselves to eat those treats and still enjoy ourselves 
but feel healthy and feel good overall. So that's where that sustainability really comes from is just the idea that you're going to do this for a long time. And in order to do so, you have to make sure that we find that balance and you're going to feel good. You're going to feel strong and confident and also be able to like go out for brunch, have some champagne, eat the cookies, like no big deal. Oh my gosh. Hearing you say go for brunch and there was yes. a long time in my early twenties when going for brunch was a nightmare because I, I had this, this fear of carbs and the fat. So then I was like, no potatoes, no bread. Actually, can you place it with tomatoes, but not too much fruit? Like going for brunch was such a stressful experience because I had convinced myself that I couldn't eat those foods because those foods were bad. And I, you know, had this notion in my mind of like what I could eat and my relationship with food was all over the place. Um, and it sounds like you've been on your own journey with food. And now it sounds like you're in an awesome place with food. So how has that relationship changed over time? And for anyone who might be listening and it is kind of still struggling with their relationship with food, how can we kind of start to take those steps to, I know for me, looking at food as fuel was a really big uh, mindset shift and it helped me kind of build a better relationship with nutrition. Yeah, absolutely. So that's one thing is looking at food as fuel. We need this food to fuel us in our workouts, fuel our brains for the work that we're doing throughout the day. Um, and I think a big thing is really around education. So as a part of our membership, there's a nutrition section that teaches you what carbs do for your body, that teaches you what fat does for your body. That way we have an understanding, like the idea of cutting out carbs is fear from fear of carbs is an old school idea. I think it was like 2010, maybe 2000. Like it's ridiculous. If you know what carbs do for your body, then we can understand how we would need them. And I think really, if it comes down to, if you are somebody that struggles with food issues, finding a coach, a therapist, a friend who's gone through the same thing and, and talking those through and working with someone, having a plan, just like in fitness, it's good to have a plan to follow to kind of get you to feel more confident in eating those foods that you're afraid of. A lot of our members have said that in the past that, they used to be scared of carbs and, you know, they tried to follow our nutrition principles and realize that, okay, I eat carbs at almost every meal and nothing bad happens. <laughs> like I'm okay. If anything, I feel stronger and feel better and I'm more energized. So um, really just allowing yourself to have that mindset shift and educate yourself on what those foods are doing for your body and why you need them. Yes, yes to all of it. It sounds like Body by Jojo really is a holistic approach to fitness. Like, yes, your bread and butter is like these amazing, sweaty, very sweaty fitness classes that you do with Sheldon, the demo guy. But <laughs> you also have all of these other elements. So what are some of those elements um, that you can find within Body by Jojo? Yeah, so we have live fitness classes. So that really is the one that's kind of different from other platforms is we have eight live classes a week. They're all recorded and then put on the platform afterwards. From there, we also have what's called bonus videos, which are those shorter 10 to 40 minute videos for if you need something quick and you got to kind of get it in. Um, and then we have a nutrition section. So that is recipes. We launch a new recipe each week, um, nutrition education. So we talk about calories and macros and, and what those are. Sometimes I feel like calories is kind of like a dirty word. Don't talk about calories, but it's like 
it's we need to understand what it is to understand how to use them to our advantage right so there's education there um and then we also have what we call our weekly check-ins so that accountability portion is a big component that you know our membership really tries to push is we can help keep you accountable we're always there for questions as coaches um if you need anything at all we can also help our, our members create custom schedules. So if they're like, I need to work out three times a week, what classes do you recommend? So we work with our, our members, you know, more, to create a more custom schedule so that they feel like accountable to that as well. And we really do approach it from a holistic standpoint. When I was building the membership, it was like, right, kind of a couple months after the pandemic hit, I was kind of doing, um, you know, live classes here and there. And I really wanted to combine, I do one-on-one -on -one coaching. So I wanted to combine one-on-one -on -one coaching with like a group community feel. So with one-on-one -on -one coaching, you have those, you know, accountability checkpoints, things like that. You have classes to go to. So I really wanted to combine those so that people can still feel like they're doing it with others. And I have to say, I mean, I'm biased, but our community is amazing. They're so supportive of each other. It's honestly like a dream come true to to watch them comment on each other's comments and oh you go you got this like it's so cute so you know that that community and accountability is is a big part of the membership and i think a big reason why people keep continuing what's it been like for you to create this business because you've obviously you you are a it's clear you're a go-getter it's clear you're driven it's clear you're very passionate but to build an online membership platform that is a whole can of worms like what has that experience been like and what are you most proud of and also if you're cool sharing what's been the biggest challenge yeah for sure so um okay where to start it, so it started in like when the pandemic hit, I was doing um, classes live and I was thinking there's got to be a way for people to be able to see these after as a recording, as opposed to like throwing it into a Google Drive every time and sharing that. I was like, this is not working. Um, so creating it, I worked with a web developer um, to, you know, create the website and everything. But I have to say one of the biggest bonuses for me i at the time sheldon and i just came back from new zealand when the pandemic hit we were there for three weeks we got we landed and that was like the day they were kind of like oh you have to quarantine so we're like we didn't want to quarantine in our apartment in toronto so we moved in with uh, sheldon's twin brother and his wife in milton and we lived there for three months we never left <laughs> And the bonus of that is that they were, they're both in like the marketing space. They're in really into fitness. So it honestly became this like round table at the dinner table. I was like, okay, guys, what about this? Okay, guys, what about this? So it took a while to create, I would say maybe two to three months of, you know, backend stuff and building the membership. And, you know, the biggest struggle and the biggest challenge, I think, is technology. <laughs> I Gosh, like sound checks all the time, mics, computer this, you know, it's it's a struggle because it doesn't come naturally to me. So, you know, that's what I've found the most challenging, but it's been such an amazing journey. And I have to say, I'm so grateful for this time to be able to build this platform and connect with people that are, you know, all over North America and people in Australia and the UK that are, are doing our membership. So it's, it's been a, a really incredible, incredible journey. How does it feel to be able to say that out loud that you have people in Australia, the UK, North America, and like, 
it's only May 2021, you know? Like, it's not like it's been that long. Yeah, it, I don't think it's fully sunk in yet. I don't, I don't know. It, it, I'm very proud of, of what we um, have accomplished. I have a bit of like always looking forward syndrome. So I need to like, you know, really be proud of what we've done so far. But um, yeah, it, it's, it's pretty exciting. And I hope that, you know, it just continues to grow. We have some big plans in the works. So. Wow. Yeah, that's great. That's so huge. That's so huge. Congratulations on everything that. Thank you. And I love that it's like Sheldon's involved. Like I love, I love a, a dream team situation. I think that's always great when you can have support because it's not easy. Like being an entrepreneur and, and running your own business and dealing with technology can be really hard and frustrating at times. Absolutely. Absolutely. And there's always things like I don't come from a business background. So, you know, learning different processes for payments and taxes and all that stuff is like, was a figure it out as you go. So if you're listening to this as an entrepreneur and you're like, I don't know what I'm doing, neither do I. <laughs> like we figure it out along the way. And there's, I've learned so much over the past year, but there's also a, a ton to learn along the way. So, you know, that's one thing that I would say for advice if someone's wanting to start something is don't be afraid to do it just because you don't know how you, you will sort it out. You will figure it out. You'll learn as you go. Yeah. And I think the biggest thing is like, you got to stay real humble when you start something new, because I think we live in a world of instant gratification, but building a business or a side hustle or pursuing your passions is really hard fucking work sometimes. And like, that's okay. Like just because you hit an obstacle or it feels challenging, that's not an indication to like skip and bail out. Like if anything, that's an indication of like, all right, grind it out. You got this. Like, let's see how far you can push. Yeah, absolutely. And it takes a while for these things to grow. Like you said, with the instant gratification, like we always want it to be quicker and like, like Amazon prime, like, why isn't it here yet? Like so quick, but it's really important to realize that I, I don't know who said it to me. One time someone said to me, as long as it made a different to one, a difference to one person, would you still do it? I was like, well, yeah if it's going to make a difference in one person's life. So, you know, it's really important that as you grow, even when you are smaller, like you're still making an impact and a positive influence in other people's lives. And that's the most important thing. What has been like some of the feedback that's just blown you away from some of your community members who have shown up for themselves? Because I know in my coaching program, I really try to instill this idea that like when you start showing up for yourself and it can be in the smallest way, but when you start showing up for yourself consistently every single day without fail, unbelievable things and change can happen. So from where you're sitting, I'm sure you've seen this literally play out with some of your transformations, which are unbelievable, by the way, I saw them on your site, but what's, yeah, like, what has that been like the feedback? Yeah, there, it, you're so right. There's been a lot of incredible shifts. And I think once you dedicate, dedicate your time and your mindset to being your best and what we say, like your strongest self, great things happen. I, we've had clients who have been able to go off their, you know, blood pressure med medication. There's been clients who have, we've had lots of clients who've had babies and like really successful labors and recovery, which is a huge win, stayed strong throughout their pregnancies. We've had you know, clients who've gotten jobs that they thought they would have never got, but they just became so much more confident in their life, right? We have had clients who've met and got um, engaged within months because same thing, they like 
feel so much more confident in their bodies and are more open to talking to people. And so it's been really incredible to see those, how the shifts kind of translate into other areas of your life. Like it really does impact how you spend time with your kids, your husband, your partner, whoever it might be, you show up as a better person when you take care of yourself. Did you experience that firsthand when you kind of said, see you later to the dance world and found strength training and kind of embraced this idea of being strong over skinny? Yeah, yeah, absolutely. And it's it's kind of funny because sometimes there's a turning, like a point that you can remember, like a, and I do remember that. So I was auditioning for different, you know, um, kind of shows and, and trying to get into that, that dance world after school. And I remember at one point I was working at a restaurant that I won't name, but I hated. And, um, I had a panic attack and I never had had a panic attack before. And I went to my parents' house for a couple of days to like figure out what was going on. And a couple of days earlier, I had auditioned at a bar works. You, you know, bar works, it's a bar studio in Toronto. And I really felt like that was like, I just was so miserable with what was going on. I felt so down with myself and I auditioned at Barworks, went home, got that email that I got the job. And it was kind of that turning point of like, okay, I have something to work for now. I need to start feeling like my best self to be able to show up for others as my best self and help them become their strongest versions. And so I really, you know, dove into that education of fitness, became a personal trainer, Pilates instructor, um, pre and postnatal specialist and sports nutrition so that I could show up as, as my best self. And I feel like once that one thing happened, all the other things just started coming in. Um, and I really just, you know, continued to evolve from there, but that felt like a, a kind of a turning point for me that really gave me the, the other opportunities that came along the way. I love when you can remember those turning points. Yeah, I really do. Cause so often we go through life and things happen and we don't really kind of hold on to them, but we do like, there are some moments that you're just like, Oh wow, that was that fork in the road. And you know, I went left, but like, who knows what would have happened if I went right. And like, we can't change the past or anything, but sometimes it's really cool to be like, Oh, I think that was when things started to happen. Yeah, absolutely. It's funny because my friends make fun of me. I have a terrible memory, <laughs> like really bad memory. Do you? <laughs> it's embarrassing. I'm like, I want to remember that story. Like I know I was there, but I don't remember what you're talking about. Yeah. All the time. Like I'll, I'll be with some girlfriends and they'll be telling a story and I'm like, are you sure that wasn't my sister with you? I don't think I was there. They're like, no, Joe, you were there. I was like, oh, okay. But then these little moments that have stuck out in my life, I like remember those like it was yesterday. <laughs> Yeah. The, the brain is a funny thing, which is also why friends we've talked about being carb phobic, but you also don't want to be fat phobic because your brain really needs those essential fatty acids. So, but absolutely, that's a whole different, whole different conversation. <laughs> yeah. Eat all of the macros. Don't cut out any macros. Yeah. Live sustainably. <laughs> and then I just want to end because um, I'm realizing this chat just flying by. You did this really awesome uh, Instagram post where you were talking about a long weekend. And I feel like the summer is full of long weekends. And there were some really amazing takeaways. The idea of like, all right, you go drinking, like maybe some things to keep in mind that day, or you had some junk food, you feel like crap on a Monday, cool mindset shifts. So I don't know if you remember them by heart, but like I have them fresh in my brain, but you just, you shared some really awesome, awesome information. 
Yeah. So I, I think it comes from a past experience of always being that person that was like, oh, screw it. My diet will start on Monday. So that cycle is, is really toxic and something that I encourage everybody to do your best to get out of. So we can still enjoy ourselves, eat the treats, have the drinks, whatever on, on the weekend and still feel healthy and feel strong. So I think what's most important is finding what balance works for you. So I always say, okay, if you, you're feeling like ordering a pizza, awesome. Let's make a side salad so that we get our veggies in still, or you're going to have drinks all day. Cool. Just try to sub in a water here and there. Um, you know, I have what I call the like non-negotiables for me, that is grocery shopping. So even if I was partying on the weekend and feel not so hot on Sunday, I still go get my groceries done because that sets me up for a successful week. So really finding what your non-negotiables are and ensuring that you know, you're still setting yourself up for success. That's where the balance comes in. What often happens is people turn like, a Saturday of drinking into a lazy Sunday where you feel like crap and you hate yourself all day long and then you're not able to snap out of it. So I always tell our, like my clients and my members, okay, you ate a lot of pizza, had some chips, drank a lot, who cares? Next day, next meal, just get back into it. Have that, you know, big green salad with your protein on it and your quinoa or whatever it may be. Next meal, just get right back into it and you'll be so much better for it. Yes, I am here for all of that. That's also what I share. I'm like, look, if you're gonna be day drinking, which I'll be honest, I'm a big fan of, like then your first meal, that breakfast before you have some day drinks should be an awesome breakfast. Like let's not do bagel and cream cheese. Like I want you to put in a little extra effort, get your protein, get your fats, get your good carbs because you're gonna be drinking, which is fine, but you know, let's set yourself up for success. And with regards to drinking, my friends, again, not against it, but like tequila soda, nice kind of healthy beverage. If you're a beer drinker or a cider drinker, like maybe swap in a couple other things that won't make you feel so icky the next day from all the sugar. Like there's just these tiny little swaps or like ways of setting yourself up for success or the actions you take the next day that will make the world of a difference. And you won't feel like you're doing the all or nothing thing again from like Monday through Thursday night, you're so good. And then on the weekends, you feel like you let loose and then you got to start all over. Cause you're right. It's so much easier to like this idea of like hopping on and off the fitness train. Like you said, like we're always on the fitness train, my friends, you just get to decide where you're on the train. Exactly. Exactly. And I think that's really important with the drinks is I usually say, okay, if you are somebody who loves like a really sugary daiquiri, have one and then switch to something else. Like it doesn't mean that you can't have it. It's just, you probably don't want to drink it all day long. Cause you're going to feel sick. Find that other beverage. And then the one thing, and I, I love to day drink. I drink as well, but I really do think it's important to understand why you're choosing to drink. Are you drinking? Are you having another drink because everyone else is and you don't really want it, but you feel pressured or are you doing it because you want it? Cause I think a lot of the time, maybe you're good after two or three drinks and that's what's makes, that's what's going to make you feel good. Don't feel like just because as society, we are heavy drinkers that you have to be that way as well. So really just finding the balance that works for you. It's going to look different for everybody and it will look different at different times in your life. Um, but you'll be so much happier and healthier if you can figure out a balance that, that works best for you. Mic drop moment. You can tell we just came out of a long weekend. I feel like I went for a bike ride yesterday and people were looking real slow out on the streets, feeling a little rough, a little sunburnt, which is all Very good. We want you to have a nice, fun, long, sustainable summer, my friends. <laughs> 
Yes, absolutely. Absolutely. And lastly, I always like to end the podcast with this question. It's what does healthy is hot mean to you? It can be a mantra, philosophy, what Body by Jojo kind of represents. Okay. So I would say just focusing on strong. Strong is key. No matter what your goals are physically, mentally, feeling strong is key and focus. I know it's hard not to focus so much on physique, but focus on how you feel. Eat all right. So then the last thing really is like, where can we get more information? And is there anything else you want our HIH audience to know about Body by Jojo? Yeah, absolutely. So you can find me at Instagram at Body by Jojo. And our website is bodybyjojo.com. And we have a seven day free trial. So I always encourage people to just try it out like you're not going to know if you like something until you give it a go give it a shot join us for our live classes it's such a fun way to connect with the community and if you ever have a question i love chatting with our members and followers in dms so just shoot me a dm and we can chit chat and i can get to know you healthiest hot community you heard it you have an invitation for a free seven day trial give it a shot jojo thank you so much so much goodness in this chat thanks for having me that was lots of fun Oh, that was fun. And just like that, another episode of the Healthy is Hot podcast. Once again, I am your host with clearly no filter, Chloe Wild. And if you enjoyed this conversation, feel free to subscribe so you never miss out because that sucks. Feel free to rate and leave us a comment. And of course, follow us on Instagram at Healthy is Hot. And my friends, remember, healthy is fucking beautiful. I'll see you next week.